0: All right, episode three.
1: All right, well, welcome back, everyone. Today we are going to kind of dive in more to specifics with um, Scott's background, Uh, and then next episode we are going to dive into more of the specifics of mine, but are you ready for this, Scott?
0: I was born ready. I was born ready.
1: A, a synopsis.
0: A synopsis of me,
1: <laughs> but more in depth. Um, so we're gonna talk kind of about, and if at any point in time, um, things get too heavy and we need to stop, that is always something we can do because sometimes we, it's easy to dive in too deep and you need to take a break. Yep. Also, this is um, I'm gonna go ahead and give a trigger warning. Um, we didn't do a trigger warning on the first two episodes, but um, this episode may contain um, drug use, um, criminal activity, um, SA, which, for those who don't know, is sexual abuse. It may contain um, graphic details, um, bad shit. Bad shit, basically. So if Any of those things might be triggering. We will not be offended if you cannot listen to the episode, Um, but it's going to be a good one. So. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. All right. So Scott, Mm -hmm. you are not a person of lived experience. You are a person who lived through a bad experience in your childhood because. Of alcohol. Of alcohol. So. I would love to hear more about how, like, what, when you notice, when was that downfall? When did th- things start really going bad for you?
0: I was probably fourth grade. So wow. 10, 11, somewhere there. Yeah. You know, you start getting to that age where you, you start noticing things, right? As a kid, yeah. you know, you're starting to evolve. And uh, I was probably right around third, fourth grade. Uh, one of my actual, to me, defining moments was I uh, I was in the fourth grade and I had to drive my, myself, I wanted to say my mom and I, but it was my mom and I, to school. She was so drunk, she ran off the road and I screamed at her and I pulled the keys from the ignition and I jumped out and uh, that was a fiasco. But uh, I ended up in the driver's seat, and we had a little blue Honda Civic. Little, tiny, tiny car. Like, early 80s Honda Civic. And uh, I drove to town, and I was going to visitation. And I drove into Viz, and I walked in, and uh, the school secretary was sitting there, and the principal, and I said, I need to call my dad. And the principal looked out and saw my mom sitting in the passenger seat of the car and she was slunched over. So she sent me in the back and private room and let me call my dad. And I told my dad, I said, you're lucky your son's at school. I just had to drive mom and I to school. And he said, what do you mean? And I explained the whole situation. And I think that <clears throat> at that moment was when I started to realize how bad my mom actually was.
1: Yeah, was your – oh, my gosh, yeah, that's a lot to unpack. Was mm-hmm. was your dad at this time, was he sober? Yeah, he was sober. Okay. He was stone
0: sober. Okay. And my father, he did everything that he could physically do to try and get my mom help to be better. Yeah. Like, he did. Like, he went above and beyond. And uh, that I, I can tell you now – I could see him, because I know who my dad is as a as a person. Like, so when the reason I'm saying this now is because I don't want anybody to go, well, why in the world did Scott's dad allow this? Yeah. Right? He didn't allow it. My mom was just smarter than he was in the sense of being able to hide it from him. Yeah. He didn't see it. And uh, I did, though, because... I don't know, I I just, I did. I was able to tell the differences between my mom, which we actually joked about the whole, uh, what do you drink in your house? <laughs> yeah. Right? And that's yeah. why I told you I, I lived at that Hinkley machine because I knew that the Hinkley machine was pure water. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. But, yeah.
1: So, b- besides your dad. Yep. Um, Where was, could you identify any, like, support, in the school, because obviously, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say obviously because it's not always an obvious thing, but I would think the school would start noticing these things.
0: This I mean, was in the 90s.
1: That's true.
0: And everybody knows in the 90s, that grew up in the 80s and 90s and whatnot. It wasn't, quote unquote, normal. It wasn't a common thing. It You were yeah. the outcast, right? So, in the sense of that, I at school and whatnot. I mean, I knew that the teachers knew to an extent, but none of them ever tried. And I think it's because they didn't know how. Tried to really communicate with me on that level, like they just almost ignored it.
1: Well, but didn't. It's a scary thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a scary thing now.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Let alone. Well, and I think a lot of it is um, you don't want to wrongfully Correct. accuse exactly. also. Yep. So, wow. So growing up, you basically had your dad yeah. who was trying to help you. Yep. So what did, because, I mean, you weren't taken out of the situation.
0: Nope. I lived it.
1: You lived it.
0: Mm-hmm. Until I was 17.
1: So, how did this affect you like and your path that you went on what What were the repercussions of being in that environment?
0: You know what's ironic is right around that fourth grade time, <laughs> I became best friends. The dude is literally to this day my best friend at life, and it's my buddy Gibby and The reason I'm touching on him now is because it'll lead on later down, but also as another support system was his mother, which Um. I'll get to. Uh, Lori is my mom, you know, she and she truly is. And she knows it. I remind her every chance I get, you know, but so how did how did all this change me in a sense or affect me? Yeah. Well, Lori Gibson and Eric Gibson didn't know it at the time, but they do now because we're older and I've discussed it with them. They showed me a family life, like a true family life. They fought in front of me. They cried in front of me. They loved in front of me and they included me in everything. So before that, I didn't know what a family was. I didn't. I knew what arguments were. I knew what bashing the other person was. I didn't see love. I never saw it reciprocated. I never saw any of that. So, <clears throat> geez, maybe I'll edit that out if I can. If not, <laughs> this is going in it. Anyway, <coughs> Anyway. Um, so during that time frame from my fourth grade to my eighth grade year is when I really started know the, noticing the downfall of my mom. Yeah, like my mom and my dad separated and I was in the sixth grade. So literally by the time fourth grade to sixth grade, two years, they had separated. My mom was living in town, blah, blah, blah. So we went through that whole fiasco and then mom moved back home. Like my life was an emotional roller coaster between mom in and out of rehabs, mom moving out and moving back in and just clusterfuckery and constant drinking and turmoil. But during that time frame where I was losing my identity, essentially, Mm -hmm. because I did, I lost, I lost who I was. Yeah. I didn't know who I was. I was an adolescent and then going into my teens, you know, I didn't know who I was. So then I really had no identity. I was lost. And during that time frame, Lori Gibson supplied me of what a family could be. Yeah. Right. Like everybody's got their, Turmoil. Everybody's got their shit, Mm -hmm. right? But she showed me the core nucleus of a family. And I didn't know it at the time, but I know it now. Yeah. So that was one of those defining moments right there that I picked up on, right? So whoever is listening to this, if you have a son or a daughter that has a friend that is in a situation like me, the one thing I can tell you that I picked up on Probably right around my sophomore year, Lori Gibson every time I was at her house, and this is choking me up, made dinner for me.
1: Aww.
0: Yeah. Cause I didn't get dinner. I had you know, I didn't she'll tell you that, but um anyway. Cut it off, knock it off. <laughs>
1: It's okay to feel.
0: Damn it, Lori.
1: Damn it, Lori.
0: <laughs> It'd be so good to me. Um, but so,
1: th- but on that note, though, those little things
0: they matter. Like, oh shit, they matter so much. You know, and that's where the whole um, miscon—I con- don't. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, is it misconceptions? Misconception. Yeah. Misconception. The whole misconception with being able to help somebody in that situation is. They think that they have to talk to them one-on-one. They have to be able to, oh, you know, connect yeah. with them on a... Relate with them. Or, yeah, yeah. On, on a molecular level. You don't. Mm-mm. Lori Gibson just every Friday night put a hot food or a hot plate of food in front of my face. That's that's all she did. She was a mom. Yeah. She was a mom. And uh, that affected me. To the point later on in my life, it was one of those pieces that I plucked, if that makes sense.
1: No, 100% makes sense. You know? Yeah.
0: So if we fast forward <clears throat> through that, going into my high school years, that's where the absolute downfall of my life and of my mom's life. So once again, for the sake of my father, this was in. The late '90s, early 2000s.
1: Yeah, totally different time.
0: Totally different time. My mom was known by the courts as a raging alcoholic. She had three DUIs,
1: mm.
0: right? She'd been arrested numerous times. They know her history. Guess who they give custody? Full custody of, to my mom.
1: That's just a um, like, completely it's, it's, insane.
0: This the way this one, the state of Illinois was, right? Yeah, back. 90s and 2000s because there was that major shift Uh you know and it went too far and then next thing you know parents that shouldn't be parents or have full custody custody rights are getting it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and anyway so my mom had full custody of me i don't remember one single day and this is no bullshit from my freshman year through my senior year, of my mom sober.
1: That's insane.
0: Literally, I, I, I put it on my kids. I don't remember one day. Um, that is when the downfall happened. Now, prior to high school, I was an honor student. I was smart. I really was. Um, got into high school. First part of my freshman year, I did all right. But mom started drinking heavily right around October of my freshman year. Mm. Okay. And free reign. Oh, yeah. Began to happen.
1: Yeah, you get to do whatever you want, right? yeah, wow,
0: Mom's drunk on the couch. She don't give a shit. Yeah. She threw 10 bucks on the counter for me to live off of. I was golden, man. You know? So free reign happened. School, that became a joke, right? Yeah. I ain't go to school. Ended up in summer school, though, because I did want to graduate at some point in my life. (laughs) Although a GED at certain points sounded pretty good, too. Yeah. You know. Um,
1: Understandable.
0: Which later on, everybody will find out. I think diplomas are a joke. (laughs) (laughs) They truly are. I was the bottom 10% of my class. Give me a break.
1: (laughs) Another story for another day. When we go on a diploma. <laughs> when we go on a diploma. Oh, rant. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: um yeah, so freshman year decline with mom, you know. That was actually the first year my mom brutally laid hands on me too. Like that's when she became abusive. So my mom's a, my mo, my mom and my dad, fun fact, are both left-handed. I'm right. I always made the joke: two two wrongs make a right.
1: Oh my gosh, real funny! Something funny, real quick. My parents are both left-handed. Yeah. And all three of us kids are right-handed.
0: See, that's I shit you not. See, that's two wrongs make a right. Yeah. That's that's my joke to my parents. I
1: think it's good. That's a good one.
0: But uh, mom, she had this big old honking diamond ring, right? Uh, And on her left hand,
1: yeah, was her wedding
0: band that she still wore because it was just a massive rock and she was proud of it because that's my mom. But uh, she would either turn it outward towards me if she wanted to inflict like real good physical pain or if she just wanted to tap me, is what I would call it, she would turn it inward. But you had to be careful because you didn't know if you were going to get an open hand slap. And if you get an open hand slap, She would turn that diamond right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she would either back of the head or literally across the face. Uh. And I never. My father raised me. I watched my mom beat on my dad so many times. And my father never touched my mother.
1: And I think that's important that you bring that up because a lot of people when they think of abuse Mm -hmm. They think it's just the woman getting beat, but that's not the case and it's not recognized enough. I lived it. I saw
0: every, every argument, Mm -hmm. every fight. I saw it all. And I watched my father take beating after beating and never raised his hand to a woman. Not once. So that's how I am. Like if a woman comes up to me and starts hitting me, come on, I might shove her, you know, push her away after a couple hits. Yeah. But come on, let's go get it out of you, right? It's just how I was raised. So I lost where I was at.
1: It's okay. Your mom with her ring.
0: Oh, yeah, that's what led into that. So I never touched my mom. There is a point in my life, though, where I did. And I'll get to that. So my sophomore year, By this time, all I care about is getting my driver's license. Understandable. But I pretty much fail everything my sophomore year, but I do get my driver's license. So I go to summer school. Okay. I I got through summer school, but I learned my true education in summer school was drugs. Okay. I got my drug school at summer school. Okay. Got my license. Like any 16 year old kid. Got a car. Yeah. Had to pay for said car. Well. Had to pay for gas. All of it, right?
1: Yeah. I would say that does not. I was kind of figuring that was unfortunately going to have to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that led me into selling pot. Started selling pot. And went down that path for quite some time. Made a lot of bad decisions along the way doing that. Um sophomore year, it was two thousand two, right? Yeah. Yep. Don't De- ask me, I'm older. December of two thousand and two. It would have been December twenty December twenty-second, two thousand and two. Yep. I watched my mom get raped.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh. Mm-hmm. In two sixty one Mott Road. She was drunk. Um <laughs> I ended up beating a dude with a bat fast forward, beat the dude with the bat. Okay. So that's a moment that I take out and I pluck as stupid as that sounds.
1: No, I get it.
0: That's one of those memories that I plucked out. Okay. So that defining moment, because my mom looked me in the dead in the face and told me to run, but I didn't run. But also too, she called the police and then told the police that I beat the dude with a bat for no reason, whatever. So, that was great. Um, but then I got into my junior year. Yeah. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I had been arrested three times prior to this for selling pot.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Defining moments, right?
1: Defining moments.
0: Defining moments. I had a great probation officer, by the way. He was phenomenal. Terry Taylor. Do you know Terry Taylor?
1: I do not know Terry Taylor. He's a great
0: guy. So go into my junior year my dad gets custody of me because finally via court order thank god dsf dcfs got involved
1: thank god right yeah they
0: literally do a surprise show up like they always do right yes i'm in the basement got my weed laid out mom's drunk on the couch that didn't go well no right so dcfs got me out of the house got me to my dad's I was still going to the school that I went to here in town. There's, and I won't say what school, but there's two schools in our town. Um, big defining moment my junior year. So my dad gets custody of me, okay? Mm-hmm. I want to say it was like December 4th of my junior year. I walked into that school and something inside me told me I needed to change. And I I firmly believe that we all have that thought.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We just don't act on it.
1: I I can agree with that. Yeah.
0: And I was at a point in my life. It's like, fuck it. I got nothing else to lose. I don't I don't want this life no more. I don't want I don't want to be around my mom. I don't want to be involved with alcohol. I don't want to be selling pot no more. I hate the fucking people at the school that I go to because. I associated with the wrong people at the time because of the situation that I was in with my mom.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And I knew that. I mean, we all know deep down in our gut right from wrong. We do. You know? We do. So that day, I walked into that school and I looked down the hallway and I said, no more. And I turned around and I walked into the office. And I said, I want a drop sheet. And they said, you're dropping out? And I said, yep, I am. And the principal, high school principal, looked me dead in the face and told me, it's probably a good idea you drop out because I don't think you're going to amount to anything anyway. Wow. Defining moment.
1: Defining moment, for sure.
0: Most people, and in my case at that time, that was a low blow. Like, that shit hurt. Like, oh, I'm yeah. already depressed as hell anyway. Now I got this principal telling me, you ain't going to amount of shit. Give up. Right? So I drop out. Well, my, that went well with my dad.
1: I was going to say, I was just going to ask that. How would your dad take that?
0: Yeah, that, that lasted a full two hours. So dad finds out that I dropped out. And doesn't go well, so he calls across town. And explains the situation to the principal over there. And the following day, I'm at a different school.
1: Like, good for your dad, though.
0: Yeah, my dad was a boss motherfucker. I was going to say, good for him. My dad's a full-blooded Irishman. And I just, it's, it's one of those ones when his temper's there, it's like, okay, nope, I'm going to go sit in the corner now. (laughs) I'm going to shut up and sit down.
1: You're like, I'm 30 and I still don't cross my dad. That's how I am with my mom. It's like, okay, ma'am, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's
0: pretty much how it is. (laughs) My dad's 78 and it's still like, "Mm, no, I'm not going to go down that path. (laughs) Right. Um, So I switched schools. Okay. And I got new friends. I got new friends. I got friends with purpose and I'm not talking like, so this sounds so cliche, like, oh, you hung out with the jocks and those guys. I hung out with everybody. Yeah, I did. I literally, I hung out with everybody. Earlier I told you, I was like, and I cannot wait for my buddy Gibby to listen to this because he's the one, he used to call me Slim Shady all the time. Oh my gosh. I was the slim, I had the blonde hair. (sighs) I bleached my hair blonde. I was a skater boy on top of it. Like, I was just everything meshed into one. I literally hung out with everybody. But where I separated myself was, is with the people that I hung out with who wanted more in life. Yeah. Okay. So one morning I woke up and I asked myself, what do I want? What do I want? And... I rattled off a bunch of different shit in my head that I thought I wanted to do at one point in my life, whatever one of them I wanted to be a U.S. coast guard diver swimmer. That was like my life goal. Yeah. Um, and I decided, how can I teach myself to be what I want to be? How do I do that? So like in it, ironically enough, Matthew McConaughey gives a quote where he says his hero is him in 10 years. And he's always chasing that person in 10 years. Right. Yeah. That's what I did. I took bits and pieces. I took the Lori Gibson. So I know that I want a good family. I know that I want kids. I know what love looks like as a parent to a child. Yeah. So I want that. right? So I plucked that Lori Gibson out yeah. and I put her in a good pile. Right. And then I took the defining moments where I, at one point in my life, I drugged my mom into the Kewanee emergency room, uh, host- Kiwani Hospital emergency room by her feet because she was unconscious, drunk. And I thought she was dead. I took that moment and I used it. And I used that moment to remind me nothing is guaranteed. I thought my mom was dead that night.
1: Yeah, how could you not? Right? Yeah. So
0: that's my nothing is guaranteed moment. Okay? So I put that in my good pile. Even though it was a bad moment, it was a great learning experience for me. Okay. I took my drug use, which was pot and you know, whatever else. You, you
1: might have dabbled. Yeah. yeah,
0: I dabbled. No no heroin, no meth. Okay. That wasn't a thing though when I was
1: No. Meth is like I feel like a newer It is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we didn't I didn't have that.
1: It was more like a little coke. Yeah. It would have been Yeah. yeah.
0: <clears throat> so, you know, "Quote unquote," I had fun, essentially, right? That's yeah. what. As I roll my eyes,
1: <laughs> you were being a teenager with no nobody to hold
0: you accountable. Nobody to hold me accountable. Yeah, no one. Um, and I and I did. I just told myself, you know what? This is who I am. I am a person that I truly want to see people succeed. I want to succeed. I'm not afraid of work. I've seen the bad shit, so I know that anything I go through in my life, no matter what it is, it ain't never going to be as bad as what I went through before, ever. So, I took all those shitty moments, right? Yeah. I grabbed them all, and I put them in my good pile. I did. So, I took the shitty moments and turned them from bad to good, and all it was... Was me telling myself that that's what it was. And I know that sounds so stupid.
1: It does not sound stupid. Actually. I think it's a wonderful way to look at it.
0: So if there's somebody out there. Especially a kid. I don't care how old you are. You could be 8, 9 years old. 22 years old. 35 years old. If. You are telling yourself. I deserve better. I want better. and But you're dwelling on negative shit. Reverse it. What mm-hmm. is the negative shit? done for you in a positive
1: yeah like what's the I don't want to say silver lining per se but yeah even in some of the most dire situations there's always a little bit of good that can come out of it always
0: so my wife actually got me Matthew McConaughey's green lights book
1: which I still need to read
0: you do need to read and that's what like if anybody needs help with trying to figure out what the hell I'm saying go on Amazon buy the audiobook it's 14 bucks or buy the regular hardback it's like 16 read it or listen to it because he will it literally explains how a negative which he calls a red light can turn into a positive which is a green light and that's what I did in my life like I took I just tried flipping everything so now I know for a fact I I hustled when I was a kid. When I was a teenager, like I hustled, you know, it wasn't the right way to hustle, but
1: I hustled. I was saying, no, it wasn't, but (laughs) (laughs) I hustled. So
0: I'm not afraid of work. Right. So I know that about me. I'm not afraid of work. I know I've been through the absolute worst of the worst when it comes to seeing just darkness and evil is how I basically describe it. Yeah. And I've seen so much good that I didn't realize at the time that I was seeing, right? The right. Lori Gibson's, the Rhonda Cernovich's, the people that were there for me, and they, all they did was little things. Nothing extravagant. So the defining moments in my life, I, I guess whether they were good or bad, we all good. That's all it comes out to. It's just a, literally a mental switch. You wake up one morning, and I'm, I shit you not. I've had multiple times in my life where I've flipped the switch in my head and I've become something different than what I was before. And the reason oh. that I do that is because that's the person that I want to become. Yeah. Right? So wake up tomorrow morning. I dare you. Whoever listens to this, whoever's thinking about this, wake up tomorrow morning. Turn all your fucking negatives. Your red lights into green lights. Look for the green light wins. Even if it's just a few. And tell yourself, I am not going to be who I was yesterday. Change your routine. Change how you walk. Do something differently. And you will start becoming the person that you want to be.
1: <clears throat> well, and habits. You, I was, okay, so I read this. I don't even know what I read. I read so much stuff. Oh. <sighs> That doesn't matter, so I read this thing once that it's be your habits like say you're a smoker and you don't want to be a smoker. you have to act, you have to live the life of yep. a non smoker mm-hmm. right so you you put yourself in that mindset, well, I don't smoke, and actually it's it works because I did it. Mm-hmm smoking now but that's a whole another that's a whole another episode but if you think if you really put your mind to it and think this is who I want to be and the life I want to live and keep that focus it's when you derail and you, from ha- that you have focus. to
0: remember you can't become that person in one step
1: oh no it's it a is, process
0: it is in it's like so when we talk about our son swimming Or the one thing that we always say that we repeat is trust the process.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Progress over perfection. Exactly. Yeah. And you didn't get where you are now in one day. You're not going to get where you want to be in one day. either.
0: I won't. It's time. It's patience. And, you know, my dad, that's the one thing about my father. And it's finally starting to sink in at 35 years old. Patience. Patience. Patience is everything.
1: It is. It it so is. It's so funny that you say that because I, that has been like one of my, I don't want to say buzzwords, but kind of buzzword because my youngest, who I adore completely, (laughs) tries my patience in a way that my oldest never did. And I I, think that's the second child. Oh my gosh, we were just talking. Karen and I were just talking about this. And it's, I have to practice gentle parenting, which, with ethan i could be like yo man i am losing my my patience right now like i'm gonna throat punch you he knew i wouldn't throat punch him but i could still say it and he'd get the point that i was like like,
0: okay mom's pissed
1: okay like we're getting there colton i'd be like dude i'm gonna throat punch you and he'd be like try me (laughs) he'd be like i will (laughs) fuck you up
0: scared of you that's or li- that's literally torn
1: or it'd go the other way and he'd be like why would you say that
0: to me literally torn yeah it's and a it's a second child thing it is
1: a second it drives me insane but through that my silver lining my green light is i have learned patience and i've learned yeah. how to rethink the process yeah. with him yeah so
0: a lot of people beat yeah. themselves up yeah <sighs> So and they, and they're not patient with themselves. No, and that's where it starts. Like what you just said, is you became patient. You start yeah. with yourself, and then it evolves.
1: Well, and even in counseling, you know, I've learned because you do. You get like the master's program. You kind of just get like shoved in there. Yeah, and it's like I did not learn enough in my bachelor's program. I am not prepared for this. <laughs> I am behind, um, but you get shoved into this process, right? Yeah. And you think. And when I went in my first residency week, I was like, Bish, I, people talk to me all the time. I was wrong. I was not doing it correctly right. because it's not about, it's not about what you think it is when you talk to your friend. Mm-mm. It's not about that at all. Nope. And it took a long time to me, for me to like really have patience with myself, yeah. trust the process and grow. And I love that. Like that's kind of been like your life model. It I
0: is. And I was just getting ready to say the hardest thing in the world is doing this when you're a teenager. Trying oh my to gosh, teach yeah. yourself patience when you're a teenager is like literally like looking at a forest fire and you got a bottle of water to put it out.
1: Well, and like your brain isn't even
0: working yet. No, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> Hormones, right? Hi. Hi. Yeah.
1: Next thing you know, you're
0: mad. You're fucking... Well, as a guy, you're mad. I don't know about women, but...
1: I don't know. I still get mad out of nowhere,
0: so... (laughs) Okay, well, there you go. (laughs) You're mad. You're sad. You're happy. You're all over the planet. You got euphoric, you know, dopamine dump.
1: Oh, yeah. And not only that, but, like, you don't know who you are. Oh, fuck, no. So you don't know who you are as a person. Nope. And you're trying to figure that out. And then you went through this traumatic childhood. Yeah. So you're figuring that out. Yeah. You, like, went from your mom, who's... Was a mess, let's let's be honest. I'm and you were sure, down right? this path yeah. to your dad's, who's like King Titan over here. Like, so I mean, that's a lot to process and go through. But yeah. look at you now, like, a. I almost called you a boss ass bitch.
0: <laughs> I am a boss ass bitch. That's, <laughs> you I'm, <are>. a <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baddie.
1: I'm a baddie. Oh my I'm gosh. I'm going to get you a pair of gray sweatpants that says baddie on the ass.
0: I'll wear with pride.
1: Kara's over there like for the love of God don't do it he'd wear that in public I would I will not be seen with him only at Walmart we are not going to Target
0: (laughs) Target's where you go if you want to pick up hot milfs (laughs) so when we go to Target my rolling joke with Ronan it was like you want to go look at hot moms and he goes we're going to Target huh yeah like I guarantee you if I brought him down here be like you want to go look at hot moms be like going to Target
1: I love that so much. That is so <laughs> fucked up, but the best thing I've ever heard. Stop well, me when I'm wrong. I I will, but you're not. So <laughs> um so I see that it is towards it is the end of our time. It is. It is. This was a really great conversation. And I personally want to thank you for sharing. No problem. Like that part of your story because I'm sure there's so much more that you can share, but I think We'll that, get to it. Yeah. In due time, we will get to it. But I think that is an amazing message. So thank you for sharing that.
0: No problem. Just remember to be patient.
1: Patience is a virtue.
0: It is a virtue. All
1: right. Well, again, thank you, everyone, for for listening
0: to Recovering Loudly.